<clears throat> Welcome to two sweet little Lambruscos. Oh. Long loins, firm. Yep. Hey, man. Hi. Pete Madukas has been the recipient of um, very unwarranted abuse from <laughs> my sister and I uh, since since the beginning of April. You guys are April, just April teaming up on the Duke, huh? Here's the thing with Pete Madukas right now. Sure. He did nothing wrong. He got pizza sent to him from me. Yep, a lot of it. And he was really cool about it. Cool. My sister, I did the same thing to her. Not cool about it. Nope. I just throw Pete's name into the bowl. <laughs> she, uh, now he's like, he's like embattled in this like war. He didn't even ask for it. No. Yeah. He's just, he's just, like, he's ensconced in it. Yeah. And the poor guy. Poor guy. He's got a life to live. Nothing, nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Nothing. And my sister was like, you know what? She's like, if two, if, if, if two's fun, three's a potty. She's like, and Pete's like a, you know, he's just, he, he could like live at my house if he wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. like he's part of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, my sister was like, I'm going to send him a box of 50 pounds, 50 pounds of gummy dicks. <laughs> It was this website, I guess, where they have for like bachelorette bachelor parties, and stuff. Or and bachelor like, parties. They, they were like expired or whatever. So she sent him a, a an expired box, fifty pounds worth of. Yeah, he's a girl's got can't even fucking eat them. Penis shaped gummies. Yeah, he's like I can't even eat them. Stupid. Well, not with that attitude. Right. Just put it in your mouth. I'm like, you never eaten expired food? He's like, I don't think so. Do gummies don't go bad? Well, they get really, really hot and inedible, like little gummy Hard. dicks too. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he, he called. You don't want me. a soft gummy dick. I, I'm in class and I see my phone ring and I'm like, oh, Pete, I'll call him back. And the voicemail, he never uses his full name. He's like, Rosie, this is Peter Madukas. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Missy just sent me a 50 pound box of gummy dick. Call me back. <laughs> and you can hear him like slamming his cell phone down. Yeah, yeah. Just like with his. <laughs> Dude, that is such a funny and random thing to do. Just that's right. ridiculous. So I, I hit up my sister first. <laughs> I'm like, hey sis. She's like, hey. I'm like, fifty pounds of gummy dick. She's like, how good? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty, like, pretty good. And uh, she's like, how's Pete taking it? I'm like, I don't know, but he did. He did use his full name in the voicemail. Yep. Uh, and she's like, you know what the thing about Pete is. He's like he's he takes everything like with a grain of salt. He's a good sport, but he never retaliates. Sweet Pete. Yeah, he never retaliates. Like he's not going to send something to her now, because he's in fear of her, as <laughs> most people are. Um, Dude, I've never met her, and I I, yeah, I don't know a, if I'd want to be a, on that bad side. Crazy, fucking tequila drinking lesbian lawyer, and she's out of her mind. God bless. Yeah, so little, so sweet Pete got the, got the iron. He's on the, he's on the receiving end of a accidental of, ire of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's dude. It's all. It's like I knew as soon as I said his name when I was talking to my sister on April Fool's Day. I'm like, ah, it's gonna be bad. Something's something's happening. Something's a brewing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, oh, that's a pretty I, good prank. I, I think that she also is setting something up for me. I think that she's done something because <laughs> I got a letter in the. I got a, a, a slip from UPS the other day. That said, undeliverable. Like, you know, you, you, like Pat, you need to sign for it. 
And I saw, I, I, I didn't, there was no name on it, but there was an address. And it's the same city my sister lives in in Florida. Yeah. So maybe it's just one 50-pound gummy dick. Like Coconut Grove, I'm like, mm. Uh-oh. Nothing good comes out of Coconut no. Grove. No. So yeah, so that's what happened. Um, so I called Pete up, and I'm like, hey, man. He goes, what, Rosie? I'm like, he's like, why is your sister doing this? I'm like, why does she do anything? Like, You've known the girl for 20 years. Why does she do any of the shit she does? Yeah. He's like, because it's funny. I'm like, man. Yeah, well, it is yeah. funny. It is funny. Yeah. It is funny. Have to say. Uh, he's like, well, he's like, normally I really wouldn't care, but like my mom was home. <laughs> and like the box is not discreet. And now she's addicted to these candies. There's a, <laughs> this box is not discreet. Yeah. It's like bachelor, like 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 novelty, gummy penises or whatever the hell it said on the box. And she's like, why is he ordering this? <laughs> Peter? <laughs> we need to have a talk. He's like, Missy did it. She's like, Rosie's sister? She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that's good. So anyway, um, how, how, how's your week been? How's your, how's your weekend? How's your life? Well, life's in process, man. There's a guy, I get, I get coffee every morning with uh, these older guys. I'm, a, I'm the youngest by about 30 years. Talk so. about the guys from uh, Orange? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call ourselves the bloviators, which means to the what? Uh, bloviators, which means to. Uh, I think my sister sent the gummy dicks to the wrong people. <laughs> right. It means to talk confidently about things you don't know anything about. I fucking hate that. Okay. Why would you speak at length about something you don't know anything about? How could you have any? That's the joke. We're just guys that blow hot air. Like. Oh, that... I got you. So they're not sitting there literally talking about like. Serious things. Like, no, it's oh, just, okay. So loosely affiliated guys that go to the same right, coffee right. spot. Okay, I got you. But you know the kind of people I'm talking about that do do that. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I'm just trying to bring clarity into your life wherever I can. Oh, that, uh, yeah, but anyway, one of them that I was probably the closest to, he's like a grandpa. He died on that Friday. Oh, shit. Yeah, he went. Wow. We just keep it light. Yeah. No, he was a great man, dude. And uh, Are you talking about, uh, I think, Leon? No, Stan. Oh. His name is Stan. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. He reminded me of my grandpa, and it was kind of crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't talk to my grandpa for the last eight years of his life, even though I was, like, you know, super close to him. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, he, how come you didn't speak? Well, he didn't agree, right? probably rightly so, with how I was living my life. He would sort of groomed me to be the patriarch of the family. And I got you. The military? Kid. He was military, and I'm the oldest grandson, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's a tough burden to carry. But, but that grandfather happened to be a really good artist, as well as an engineer. He worked in defense and, like... Like my dad. Aerospace and all that, yeah. Wow. And so when I met Stan... He also is a known painter, like crazy painter, yeah. uh, an amazing, gifted painter. But he worked in aerospace his whole career uh-huh. and defense. They both had red hair. I mean, it was just like uh, this kind of crazy connection we had. And so eventually, after two years of meeting these guys on an almost daily basis, he hands me his business card. And it's got this well-known painting on it that my grandfather, who had very little artwork of other people, had this painting above his desk. No way. In his office. Wow. 
And I go, oh, I know that painting. And he said, what? <laughs> and I was like, no, that's a well-known uh, painting, right? Like, uh, who, who painted that? He goes, I did. And I, I'm thinking he's, he's the guy that pulled it off the internet and put it on a business card. I, he's like, I was like, no, 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 but who's the artist? He goes, me. Oh, yeah, but what's that from? And he's like, my brain, what are you not getting here? Like, and uh, <laughs> so it turns out that my, my brain. Yeah, my grandfather had this painting of Stan's in his house. It was one of three paintings. You think that, they knew each other? They didn't. But they both worked for some of the same companies around the same time, but those companies are huge. And so it wasn't right. like they didn't know each other. Right. My grandfather was maybe 10 years older than Stan. Um, but then, uh, you know, his, his son, Stan's son has gone through some of the things that we've gone through, mm-hmm. um, in the program. And, um, so it became this weird living amends where I was able to hang out with Stan and, uh, explain a little bit about perhaps what his own son had gone through and was going through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he was able to, uh to be this grandfather figure for me and I feel very blessed to have known him. It happened quick, it was three weeks, they went on a cruise, him and his wife, and everyone was double vax boosted, but they all got, like 50 people got COVID, and uh, he had some pre-existing stuff going on with his lungs, and within three weeks, man. But the day before Easter, I actually got, he called me from his hospital bed. Wow. And he's like, we had a great talk. 90% of the conversation was about his wife and his family and how much he wanted to be there for them. It wasn't about him. He right. wasn't worried. He was a man of faith. How much time did he have? A lot of years, like 30 years, right? Uh, he wasn't, he didn't drink, but it wasn't, he wasn't a part of the program. He just. Oh, who's the stand I'm thinking of? Um, I don't know. Cause it was a stand I, I knew from the friendship club. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wasn't in program, but he was. Uh, oh, okay. He oh, was, I was uh, okay. I was thinking of a total. In fact, guy. okay. In fact, there's this fucking uh, craft brew company out of Connecticut that uh, found Stan's artwork online and just like took it and put it on their beer cans. <laughs> and Stan's like, of all things, he goes, I don't even drink. And we got this company. They're not, they didn't pay me any royalties or anything. Did you go after him? Well, he sent him a cease and desist, but uh, he died. <laughs> yeah. So there's this uh, really cool artwork uh, from some beer company in Connecticut. Wow. That this dude, uh, this dude must be a very good artist. If if if, if people if, like you see a painting like, and like you're like oh I know that painting that's a well known painting or it's like oh it's on I pick a beer can and that that's crazy. Yeah, like he had said he was an artist, but no one really knew like to what extent. Right, a lot of people that say that like. People like there was there was a point in my life like while I was doing stand up where people considered me an artist and I didn't like that mm-hmm. I didn't like like I, I I um if it was like oh you're you're doing performance art or, or something like that that's a little different but the skill it takes to do some of the things that people do that get them labeled as an artist yeah I I, I wasn't that guy you know like I I can't paint. well you are in your own way but. When it comes to painting, like that, no. my dad's an paint. artist. I can't play an instrument. I can't sing. You're a wordsmith. I can be, yeah, I'm good with words and I'm funny. Yep. But I, I, I think that sometimes that word gets thrown around a little loosely. I, I think so too. Like yeah. when I was in culinary school, we had the most decorated uh, chef on staff. He had won what's called the Bocuse d'Or, which is like this really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. And uh, he was the first non-German to ever, or non-Frenchman to ever win it. He was German. He won it twice. He was German. Yeah. What kind of German? 
Scary the kind that like weed and cooking. Okay, so not like when he's even when he's giving you good news, it's horrifying. No, he's funny. Okay. Just, I remember once I was like, how, <laughs> "How long do I cook these potatoes?" He goes, "Fuck ten da," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what?" He goes, "Fuck ten da," and then he just like walked away. I was like, "Well, I guess I'll sounds fuck, like my kind of guy. Guess I'll figure that out." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope these are fork tender. Um, but he, uh, you know how horrified I would have been if I was you? Yeah. I'd be like, I'm not putting anything in an oven around you, you sick fuck. Yeah. Dude, I walked in <laughs> the walk in one time at like 7 a.m. to get some uh, chicken stock, and uh, he was on oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is I good. told you that. Yeah, he was on this one knee, and he was drinking, not even, he was drinking cooking wine rose, which for some reason we had that. Fuck yeah. And he goes, oh, uh, uh, I'm just testing uh, the quality uh, to make sure it's safe for. Consumption. And I was like, dude. And I know he chose the rosé because no one uses that for cooking. Right. Like, for just some reason, we had some in there. So he's like, they, they won't miss this one. <laughs> he, uh, when I... When I uh, but he, his whole point with, with art and cooking, he's like, he's like, I see all the TV shows and all this shit. He's like, you, he's like, you guys, this is a skill. You'll get better at it if you concentrate. C- cooking is not art. He goes, it's... It's like being a mechanic. It's just you eat better and you get to work inside. Mm-hmm. And that was his whole point. Was like, here he is, the most decorated dude right. on staff, and all these guys now want to come in and humble as fuck. Want to be artists and TV shows, and they yeah. got all the cool tats and the and they're making like foams. Yeah, and all all this, you know. And his whole point is like, trust me, if you learn how to how to, you know, tourney a, a carrot or a. Uh, Potato, you're going to get really good at cooking by the time you're good at making those. They right. look like little footballs. Right, right, right. And uh, I, I, I love that you brought up that he was drinking the rosé. Um, when, when I um, I worked, uh, I told you about this. Uh, I think it was you, this show. Maybe you wouldn't have been with Zach, but I, um, I worked on Mount Vinian. My parents had a house there. You'd go there on vacation. I was working there, and I, I, I worked in one place um, just for like a summer in the kitchen, but then... The next year I went back and I worked at the same place, but I was bartending. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the cooks comes up to me like right before like the shift's about to start. We're like, we'd, we'd already like, you know, did, did the turnover from lunch to dinner. We're like setting up for dinner now. Mm-hmm. I'm like behind the bar and I've been working all day. I'm exhausted. And um, one of the, the, the cook, the head the chef comes up to me and he's like, hey man, can you just give me like a, uh, like a, what do you call those, those the cups, the, the lids, the big uh, shaker? No, no, no. It's like plastic. You put it in the kitchen to put like, you know, like what are your accoutrement in or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like the white, the clear cups. Yeah. Well, he's like, can you just fill this up with whiskey? And I'm like. <laughs> That's a good cook. Yeah. I'm like, why? He goes. Um, yeah, like a quart. Yeah. Quart yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a big one. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't know, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Okay. Because like, I've already done a lunch shift. So I like, need to get through dinner. You can pour up this like fucking 12, 16 ounces, 20 ounces of the fucking whiskey. Uh, and I give it to him. That hit the spot. The guy walks away. The owner's there. He goes up to me and goes, Did you just give Randolph 40 count? Yeah, of 20 whiskey? ounces of whiskey. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Why? And he told me he was an alcoholic. He's like, He's a good cook. Right. He's walked away. That was it. That was the end of it. He's like, don't just give him the well though. Don't give him like you know the, the good stuff. This place's well whiskey was fucking Johnny Walker Black. Oh wow, it's a good place. Oh, Mazda's Vineyard. Yeah. It's like you know, like that place. I would walk out of there after a dinner shift, bartending, with four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good shift. And like, dude, that's the thing. I worked there at like so. A week. I think I'd like to go there for the summer. Yeah, dude. No, I'd me like for me, $2, like twenty five hundred dollars. I'd like a to. Week. I've been just, thinking about that. Maybe I'll talk tips. to talk to you about that offer. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Why do I want to finish college and get a real job? <laughs> you know what they call it? I'm making twenty five hundred dollars a week. Yeah, the golden handcuffs is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain jobs like that. The one I'm in is, we make good money, dude, and it's hard to. Yeah, I used to get um. Bartender fingers too, which sucked. Because you're you're constantly chopping citrus and then you're sticking your hand in, oh, the, in the water, water yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So the the skin on my fingertips oh, yeah. and all, and then like like I'd, I'd like be on the date with you guys, like, what's wrong with your fingers? And I'll be like insecure about it. <laughs> I'm like just keep swiping around. Like I'm like the more I drink, the cuter you tough. get. The more you drink, the cuter my hands are gonna get. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love them. Yeah, just keep fucking drinking, bitch. Shut up. Don't worry about my fucking fingers. <laughs> They'll find their way into you regardless. Um, I, I kid, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, how about those Boston Celtics? So, where are we at there? Uh, uh, clean sweep is where we're at. Clean sweep's pretty good. Clean sweep. Let me check the math. Yep, yeah. that's pretty good. That is. Uh, who, um, who are they up against next? Whoever wins is Milwaukee, Chicago. So that seems like Milwaukee. I think it's tied 2-2. Yeah, but I got my money on Milwaukee there. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the Showtime Lakers from the 80s. That Boston guy I was talking to at the bar, he was saying, like, I hope I hope the Bulls win because I'd rather play them mm-hmm. than uh, the Timberwolves. See, the guy... Or, I mean, the, the Bucks. Bucks. The guy that said that obviously has not been paying attention because... The Celtics, the last game of the season, they could have rested all their players and gotten the, the third seed and p- played uh, Chicago in the first round. But instead, they played everybody. They destroyed Memphis, who was the number three seed in the West, so they could play the Nets. Memphis is the West? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. They don't. The Celtics do not back down from people. That defense. You know what? I gotta go with that. You gotta you, you got a streak going. You got a mentality they, going. You don't yeah. you don't take a day off. Yeah. Nope. You just they, keep that, going. Dude, that defense. I've been watching the Celtics for a long time. I've seen probably every Celtics game in the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. That defense is scary good. Yeah. Scary good, dude. You got Williams, who's back. He's healthy. Horford, Tice, Grant Williams, the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Tatum shut down. Kevin Durant. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Antetokounmpo, fuck him. Yeah. Bring him on. <laughs> all right. I remember all those Nets fans. When they so won, you're kind of like the playing game against Cleveland. Who do you think the biggest competition? Which for is them? in Ohio. If they make it to the finals, who oh, do you? Golden State. Yeah. Golden State. Yeah, they do shoot from everywhere. And they're 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 like destroying the Nuggets right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> they could. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's like what that. I want to know is, like Denver Broncos, the Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. and the Colorado Rockies, as well as the Avalanche, yeah. all play at altitude. They train at altitude, <clears throat> like Olympic p- yeah. athletes do. Yeah, no, I, I know. I lived in Utah. Okay, so how are they not the best team in any sport? It, because it comes down to, or like, why don't they build a team that caters to that advantage? Well, the thing is, is that... The stadium's could, not pressurized. Could, I think that you could live and, and, and work in a place with high altitude as an athlete. And um, you're, you're there half the year. Half, half the time, you're off going the road, too. 
But it all comes down to like bad fish rots from the head down. If if you're a team that is full of good athletes that you know are are like let's take the Nets for example. This is this is an example to make my point. Durant, fucking um, uh, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Harden leaves. They're bringing that whack job Ben Simmons. Those are three very good athletes that are very good at the sport they play. Durant might be the best pure scorer in the game. Steve Nash, great player. He's not a very good coach. No? No, he got out-coached by a rookie. He's got some weird personalities on that team to contend Right, with. exactly. That's hard to coach. And Udoka came in, and he was like, yeah, you're Jalen Brown, you're Jason Tatum. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is a team sport. Mm-hmm. Get on board or get out. Now, you get the high altitude, and you got players, yeah, you think they train there, you have, but like, really, all that does is give you a little bit more, like, fucking endurance, mm-hmm. really, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I, I, uh, basketball, like Michael Jordan, that dude would put up 60 points with food poisoning, sick, exhausted, in Utah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if... You don't have the will to win to take it from the other team, and like, and you're not a well-coached team with a with a team mindset. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Brad Stevens took over for Danny Ainge, and everybody was kind of like, "What does this basketball coach know about fucking running a team?" A lot, apparently. Turns out. <laughs> it turns out. Turns out he spent his time uh, on the bench and on teams that were winning an awful lot. Yeah. Back in the day, and he paid attention, I guess. Yeah, and he knew that he needed a coach that was going to come in and do exactly what I just said. You're Jalen Brown. You're Jason Tatum. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just one of 11. Like you said about that one guy, the uh, uh, Chase uh, Cooper Culp, whatever his name is. Yep. Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't need to be the top paid right. guy. I know I'll be up there. Right. That's, and that's look at Tatum and Brown since the beginning of January. They're, uh, both their assists went up. They're patient. Like, dude, dude, the best part of the of the playoffs, bro. Especially in basketball, they make so much more money because there's less players for that money to be spread around to. Yeah. So, I just, especially in basketball, it's like, dude, you're gonna make your money if you're on an NBA right. team. Right. You will make your money. Why not make those extra bonuses in marketing, trademark, advertisement, and then bonuses for playoff and eventual world championship rings. Why not take a little bit less mm-hmm. to make a super team and have that mentality? Right. Why do you have to hold out for an extra mil when don't you see on the back end there's eight right. mil there waiting for you? And, and, and Brad Stevens knew that. He's like, okay, let me look at the moving pots right now. I got Jason Tatum, 24 years old. I got yeah. Jalen Brown, 25 years old. Oh, yeah. I got Marcus Smart, arguably the best defensive player in the league. Wins defensive player of the year, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I got fucking Robert Williams, seven foot one center, Bob. leading the league in blocks. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Wow. Played all four years at Oregon. Fucking unbelievable. Okay, what else am I going to do? I'm going to bring back Al Horford. That has been the best move he's made. I'm going to bring back Daniel Tice. Worked out great. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got two superstars. NBA superstars mm-hmm. that can score at will, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bring in Udoka and I'm going to have him put that team mentality in their heads. And like the best moment when you, when you saw Brad Stevens' like mind 
and Amiudoka's fucking like knowledge of the game come in was the patience he taught these guys. Tatum gets the ball. Six seconds left. Five seconds on the shot clock. He gets the ball. He's patient. He's backing. He's backing up um, uh, Brown for uh, uh, the Nets. And Kyrie, like an idiot, because he's selfish, runs over to double-team him. That was Tatum's patience. He's determined that he was going to shoot. Kyrie runs over, leaves this guy he's defending wide open. Grant Williams, the best corner three shooter on the team. Tatum just done. Wide open. Dagger. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and everybody... um, Gives Kyrie shit, and rightfully so. He's a, he's probably the most selfish fucking player in the league. And uh, Ben Simmons he, is a bit of a head pulling, case, huh? Huh? Ben Simmons is he a bit of a head case? I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he's a bit of a head case, but it's like he really is deal. He he he's dealing with uh, mental health issues. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's all fucked up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. And uh, Kyrie is pulling the same shit now that he did with Boston. No, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna stay here long term. No, you're gonna go somewhere else and fucking be a fucking cancer. Like you've been your whole fucking career. Yeah. You know? His whole mindset is, I can win without a superstar. No, you can't. No, you can't. You haven't done shit since you left LeBron. And you he had was, that one shot. He was young enough when when LeBron, when he played with LeBron mm-hmm. for, to listen a little bit. He had that one shot when they beat the fucking Warriors that year. And uh, he scored like 36 points that game. And yeah, he's had flashes of brilliance in the regular season. He'll put up 30, 35 points. He's a fucking point guard who averages three assists a game. Give me a break. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't they just make him a shooting guard? Because he wants to run the show. He wants to be the actor, the producer, the director. All right. I can relate. I can relate to that. Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't work in life. Not for us and not for athletes. Team I mean, game. It, it's like, I don't understand why, like, that team was, you know, according to the pundits, built to win. Really? Built to win? Why? Because they got Durant and Irving? How's that worked out? It's a good start. Go, Kyrie wouldn't play because he was too selfish. He only played like half the games, right? He, yeah, because he goes, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And he's going around to, like, neighborhoods telling people to take off their masks in the peak of COVID. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah, like have your viewpoint, but don't like proselytize something that's uh, you don't know enough about. Right? Don't be Christian. <laughs> okay. I'd rather deal with a proselytizing Christian than a child raping Catholic. Why are those the options? Because that's what Catholic priests do, and Christian like pastors they proselytize. I got stuck at a party talking to a pastor once. He was friends with the family of the party I was invited to. Yeah. He couldn't just have a normal conversation with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, buddy, if you fucking bring up what's wrong with me not being Christian again, I'm going to smash this beer bottle over your head. Yeah. He left me alone. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's, it's like, it's like that's, that's I heard a, I have a buddy, I have a buddy who I, I know from the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. but before he got into, why are those the only two options? Yeah. Before he got into the restaurant business or whatever, he got his, uh, his, uh, he's an ordained minister as well. And I heard him mm-hmm. preach one time. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I heard him preach one time and he was talking about, uh, he goes, if I see any of you holding up those signs on the street corner, 
proselytizing over with weird with Christ right. that you cherry killing babies. Yeah. He, he said from the pulpit during the sermon, I will pull over and tackle you. <laughs> he's, he's a good dude. Yeah, no, I'm not saying no, all Christians are not bad people. No, dude. they're not at all. This is the only There's a lot of good that wouldn't happen in the world if it wasn't Absolutely. for any religious person. I agree. I agree. The thing is, dude, only only hang up I have is it's like Christianity is like a big dick. It's great to have it. It's great to be proud of it. Don't fucking shove it down my throat without my permission. Learn, learn how to use it. Right. Yeah. I don't want that. Stop raping me with your fucking philosophies. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I could tell you grew up in an area that was pretty uh, Catholic and or Christian. Well, it was very, very, very much um, Boston and Syracuse, both um, Catholic, uh, predominantly Catholic. Syracuse too? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Irish Catholic, yep. And in, uh, in uh, Boston, of course, you know, Roman Catholic and Irish Catholic. Well, Boston's Boston. Yeah, and well, Jewish too. Uh, Newton, Brighton. Um, and like a lot of the suburbs where I grew up, um, very high concentration of, um, of Judaism. But, but either way, um, speaking of, I want to go back to basketball for a second. Um, have you noticed how, I mean, I don't want, you know, not to sound offensive or like I'm being racist or prejudiced or anything. There used to be, even when, even, even when you know, more African-American players came into the league and it was like a, you know, pretty much a mix or, or predominantly black, the names weren't always black. You know what I mean? Um, I think I do. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of black people in the NBA right now named Paul or, or Chris. Right. Or, or Chris Ryan, Paul. Chris know? Paul's one. Chris Paul. He's one, yeah. He's useless. Um, but, like... You know, if you look, think about it, because like, like I said, huge Celtics fan. I used to watch Celtics games with my dad. You know, it's like, outside of Magic Johnson, everyone pretty much had a normal, well, and Kareem, but, you know, he, he converted, and he, he seems like a really solid dude, but, you know, uh, it's like the names, like, yeah, not a lot of black guys in the NBA named Fred, or, or <laughs> it just seems like, the names have gotten more creative, and with that, so has the talent. You know, it's like, no, you're, you're like, God was like, you're way too good to be named like John. You know, <laughs> so like, you yeah, gotta stand like, out. Uh, you, you know, four hundred plus years of being told you have a new name that matches the names. Of- right, but now it's like they've broken the chains, they've broken the barriers. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be called, you know, whatever, and I'm gonna be the best player on the court at any given time. You Dude, I, I was watching some John Morant highlights. Holy crap. You should watch the highlights of when they played the Celtics and how they shut him down and he scored 11 points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I can I'll, send you the video. I, I'm sure you have it ready to go. I do. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just cool. It's cool to watch. He is. He's one of the, the way most he, the way explosive he players. Like looks at the floor and the things that go through his mind, I have no idea. But Yeah, I watched him in college. Yeah. It's, dude, it's like Where did guy, he go to college? Oh, what the hell did he go? Kentucky, Memphis? Oh, Kentucky. No, he plays for Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, where the hell did he go? But I remember watching him in the tournament last year, or the year before, and, um, dude, just, like, he would, he, he would, like, there'd be three defenders around the net and two guys on him. Like, four guys open. Yeah. 
And they kind of just kind of like step back and he'd fake it to one guy to get one guy off him. And then, dude, he would explode. And he'd, he'd score. It's like, how the fuck did he do that? Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, I, I love him. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Yeah, he just won on, um, not rookie of the year, but like most improved. I'm not, oh, Murray State. That's right. He went to Murray State. Where's Murray State? Murray State, I think, is it's not in Ohio. Pennsylvania? Maybe. I think it's in uh, Kentucky. That's why I thought it was Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. Oh. But anyhow, yeah, yeah, you know, he's great. He's great. Um, and um, you, you know who's had an amazing year? Um, there's um, uh, DeMar Rosen for the Bulls. He got, you know, he got traded from Toronto, and everyone's like, oh, he's in the end of his career. Or, I'm sorry, for, um, with Popovich, San Antonio. And everyone's like, oh, he was only good because he played for Pop. And, like, that's a valid argument sometimes. Like, I fucking hated Ginobili. I hated that guy. And it wasn't, I thought, he, I, I liked watching him play, but then I'd hear him talk, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> like, dude, go back to fucking wherever the hell you, Serbia, wherever the fuck you're from. He's you from Tony Argentina. Cock, you can go fucking suck each other's dicks. He's from Argentina. Yeah. He's from Argentina? Yeah. What an asshole. Um... <laughs> I just I don't I don't and like Parker was from the Bahamas, I think. He's from France. Tony Parker. He's French. French mm-hmm. Bahamas. Nope. He's from France. He's from He was who is he he was married or to some smoke show. And he like Eva cheated on Yeah, it's, what the fuck are you doing? Not Tony Park. Tony Parker. He is from yeah, he's from Belgium. Really? Yeah. He's he's still playing in France. Hmm. Yeah. He was born in Bruges. Ever seen that movie? I love that movie. It's so good. I love that movie. I love the guy, the boss, that's like, always goes into detail on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. kind of like, I'm not getting out of this. So his mom is Dutch. <laughs> Dutch? Uh, his dad is uh, African American, and he was raised in France after being born in Bruges. So you were wrong. Yep. So was I. Well. He's Belgian. Where did I get the Bahamas Belgian. from? You know, people in Germany hate Bavarian beer for some reason. Really? I have a friend. I don't I have a German friend. She likes it. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's not universal, but my friend, um, this guy I, I know from Huntington Beach, who's just fucking hilarious. But, he, you know, he, he's a big drinker in pies. So I don't really hang out with him that much. But I remember, like, uh, probably like right before COVID, we went and got lunch. And uh, we met over at... Um, at uh, BJ's, BJ's, the brew, the pizza place, mm-hmm. or BJ's Tavern, whatever. Because I was tutoring someone at Golden West, and he lived at uh, the apartments, like right there at Beach and um, Hyle. So he was like, oh, yeah, let's meet at BJ's. So, <laughs> this fucking guy. And I used to call him Hugo Stiglitz because he was just like, <laughs> he's like a big, scary looking dude. Yeah. You know? And uh, his name was real name is Marcel, but. Um, I meet him there, and he always jokes around about that. He's like, "You feel scared hanging out with me, huh?" And I'm like, "I'm not scared. I'm like, I think it's weird." I flinch a little when you yeah. move too fast. But so the waitress yeah. comes over. He orders a beer, and she, it's, it's a beer that comes in a bottle. And she brings the wrong one, apparently. And she put that. He goes, "Get that Bavarian beer the fuck away from this <laughs> German accent." Yeah. I'm kind of sit down like now a little. Like, what's, what's, no. what's, what's he gonna do? Yeah. What's happening to this poor girl? Yeah. And uh, she was like, oh, what's the matter? He goes, one. It's not the beer I ordered. 
<laughs> yeah. Two, Bavarian. And three, it's not the beer I ordered. Yeah. I'm like, you already said that one. He's like, <laughs> like you want some too? <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's he's great though. He's uh he's a mechanic. He works at a shop in Huntington Beach, and he's one of the best mechanics I've ever met. He's very very good at his job. Yeah, and he makes really good money, makes a good living. But uh, he says, I wish he wasn't such a fucking like, like he 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 like it's not like he's a purebred alcoholic like we are, but he's um. He definitely, when he does drink, he definitely does it excessively. <laughs> he wanted me to give him a ride home one day because he was drunk. And his car is like this, just like, it's this uh, German car. It's a, what do you call it? A, a, a VW Bug, but it's an older one. Mm-hmm. And he has the stick shift. He's like, put it in a way that like, it's not traditional. <laughs> okay. So you have to go to like first and the third, then the second and the fourth. It's like weird how yeah. we built the transmission. I'm, I'm not driving that death trap. <laughs> He's like, well, how am I going to get home? I'm like, take a fucking Uber. Yeah. Ooh, you lose my car. It's not my problem. Huh. Since you're you know? the only one that can drive it, I'm sure right. you'll figure it out later. Right. He's like, well, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, you Germans yeah. never think about anything. Sorry. You just act. Yeah. On impulse. You have to leave? Yeah. You're an asshole. I didn't even get into the pot yet where I wanted to talk about. Sorry. It's all right. We'll have a we long... took an hour setting up and yeah, getting well, the camera angle right, dealing with clarity. God bless clarity. Hurting your feelings. Feelings are fine. Your delicate sensibility. Well, who told you? Everybody. Oh. All right. Well, he has to leave, so... But we'll do an extra long one next time. I don't want to do an extra long one. I want to do a normal one next time. Fair enough. Oh, and T-Bone was going to come on at... Uh, like a half hour. Oh, that'll be the second half then. No, I got, I got. Oh, so this week I'll tell you after. So anyway, uh, go to our website zombiepodcast.org. Listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Breaker. Breaker down under. Down under. Down under Australia. I love you. So uh, and you can go to our YouTube channel. Zombies Podcast presents two sweet lambruscos. We'll be back next week. Uh, we will be uh, a little bit more prepared. <laughs> well, glad we still were able to squeeze in a sh- some good content into what forty-five minutes. Yeah, snippet. Snippet. All right. So, Billy Longhorns, Polly Firm. Good night, Melbourne, Australia, wherever you are. That was a good high five. Cause I have long arms. <laughs>